0: Ah, yes. It snowed in Victoria overnight. Apparently, that never happens. Unless, of course, Vaughn Palmer talks about it on the radio, which he did. Good morning, Vaughn.
1: Good morning, Simmy. <laughs> I come to you today you with this? a deep sense of yes. shame. I tempted the weather gods yesterday, making a little Victorian joke about how it never snows here. And I'm now looking out my window at <clears throat> snow and uh, snow. <laughs> I guess I will have to pay the penalty by scraping off the walk. Although I'm, I'm kind of, Simeon, telling you, I'm kind of looking out and I'm going, you know, it rained a bit and the wind blew, so maybe I can do that Victorian thing where you just pretend it's not there right. and expect it to be gone by midday. We'll see. I have a neighbor, a well-meaning, intentioned, full-of-integrity neighbor who's already out scraping the walk. So that's impressive.
0: It's a very West Coast thing, I think, to to wait and see. Yeah. And you're like, you know what, the snow's going to melt. Why bother? And I think and if hope, you...
1: hope your relatives back east don't notice, <laughs> right? To and phone if you're not you taunt you, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're not from here, you yeah. are the person out, I think, shoveling your sidewalk yeah. this morning.
1: Yeah, no, no, and I'm and I'm thinking of all those health ministers meeting with Adrian Dix and giggling and snickering right. at <laughs> <laughs> the pictures out of British Columbia. Yes.
0: Ah, uh, yes. That's a, we didn't expect it. But so is there snow on the ground there where you are?
1: Yes, there is. Yes, okay. Yes, snow, actual snow on the actual ground and on the trees and on the roofs uh, and on the sidewalks <laughs> and on my front steps. <laughs>
0: well, it, get the out works. there. Get out there and shovel when this is over. But first, let's talk uh, well, about... Simi,
1: I've got to remember where the snow shovel is, because I haven't used it since 1985, right? so <laughs> Ah, there I go again. Sorry. There you are.
0: Well, <laughs> I'll remember this now. I'll be like, no, Vaughn, you used it in 2022, I remember, very specifically. Uh, how are those health minister meetings going?
1: Well, you know, <clears throat> listen to the press conference with Adrian Dix, who speaks for all the health care ministers, because uh, he's the chair of the Conference of Health Ministers, and He's also the only uh, he- person who was health minister the last time they met in person in 2018. So he-, he gave a pretty good presentation of the provincial position. And we also got a preview of the federal position yesterday. So the federal health minister and the prime minister spoke as well on it. So, you know, um, what can I say? Uh, both sides are right In the basics, the the provinces are right that Ottawa underfunds health care. It doesn't provide anything like the original concept, which was 50-50. They can argue over what's the right percentage, but the provinces are right. And the federal government is right that... It doesn't run the healthcare systems in the country. That's one of the wonders of the way we have this division of powers in Canada. The federal government doesn't deliver the system. So the federal government is going. We put more money in. We'd like to see an agreement on what the money is going to accomplish. Targets, uh, if it's going to be to recruit more doctors and nurses and train them, well, we'd like to see some numbers on that. Uh, Again, I think a reasonable position. And the federal government came out yesterday and said, I think as clearly as they've ever said, yes, there will be more money if, yes, you agree to a national data collection system so that we have common agreement on what the money is going to accomplish, what we have now, and what we will get at the end. So the ordinary canadian standing on the sidelines would go that sounds like a square deal why aren't they going to yeah. agree well i'm not an optimist i i think there are reasons why they won't agree and you know we can all see them
0: okay so where is where's is the hold up here like can you see individual provinces making these deals
1: uh you see that's probably where we're headed on this so Quebec won't agree to anything that seems like strings attached. They are into autonomy. They always have been. Uh, They view this national data collection agency as another intrusion into their jurisdiction. The The Quebec health minister said, if Ottawa wants to know what we're doing in Quebec, we've already got a dashboard out there. They can just look at it and they know exactly what we're doing. So that's the first obstacle I would say as well, though, that it's not just Quebec. Provinces are reluctant to commit to targets, and we saw that in British Columbia last week. We got this nifty new, widely praised agreement for family doctors to get current family doctors to stay, to recruit more family doctors to make more family doctors available for patients. And as we know, Simi, there was nothing in that agreement that said at the end of the day, we will have this many more family doctors in BC and we will have this many fewer patients without a family doctor. They, the, the provinces, yes, they run the system. It's complicated. They're reluctant to agree to targets. So, I think, Simi, and what you just said tells us where we're headed on this. The federal government will put more money in, but they will sign one-off deals with cooperating provinces that say this much money for this program. And so we won't get the -the across-the-board increase that the provinces are asking for and that Ottawa seems to
0: be offering. That's that's a dis- difficult situation because that's they've done it with new programs before, like with child yeah. care, but this is a very old existing program.
1: Yeah, it is. And so I think what you'll probably see is um, the federal health minister, maybe the prime minister and a provincial premier uh, signing an agreement to add this many uh, training spaces for, say, doctors or nurses in a province and... Um, it'll be jointly funded. I think that's the sort of thing you'll see. They they can agree on things like that. I think as well that the provinces have a good case for at least a first minister's meeting on the Canada health transfers. So the federal government, the Liberals, when they ran for office in 2015, promised a national meeting on this, and they still haven't given it. pointed this out yesterday. Uh, So I think, at the very least, they should agree to a national meeting. That national meeting, Simi, might result in Ottawa announcing um, this much money will be available, but still insisting that the provinces that want to access it um, sign agreements on how it's going to be spent. Some provinces will do that. Other provinces will be reluctant at the end of the day there may be a bit of whipsawing, as you know uh, voters in one province go well, hey why aren't you ask why aren't you signing up to get this federal money i think that's probably where we're headed i just don't see a no strings attached national health care agreement uh, for more money and i don't see the federal government doing such a thing without some conditions on how the money is going to be spent and moreover the results like right. We're going to put this much money in the system, and at the end of the day, we're going to get this many more doctors and nurses or whatever it is.
0: Right, because today they're talking about nurses, right? I think there's a roundtable yes. discussion. The BCNU yes. is going to be there.
1: Yeah, you know, it was, uh, yeah. The, you, the number that is was in Adrian Dix's presentation yesterday, which was kind of a shocker, was um, the, he always says the province is added under the five years of NDP government, 38,000 more healthcare workers. Now, many of those are not doctors and nurses, but some of them are. And so, what he said yesterday is we need another 38,000 over the next five years, and another 38,000 after that. So, 76,000 healthcare workers. And why? Aging population. That's the thing that's driving it all now. We've been hearing about it for years. Uh, there's a lot more of us are going to need a lot more health care, and that's going to take staff of every kind in the healthcare care system. So, I mean, this is a real problem, and it's getting worse. So I think there's no option out there, Simi, for the governments to do nothing But I'm still not optimistic that they'll come together for the grand national bargain, more money in exchange for these programs and these targets.
0: It's interesting. So, like, what are their options? You know, you don't uh, – was this meeting for nothing? Uh,
1: No, I think the option is to – you know, Dick said yesterday, well, you know, for the first time at least Ottawa is saying there'll be more money. And yes, they're still talking about strings attached, but that's a step forward. Um, I think, you know, I I think they'll do something. I just, as I said, I don't see, I don't see the province giving up on the fundamental that it has jurisdiction over the system and it runs the system and the provinces are not going to let Ottawa just come in and run the system and flip side. Ottawa, and Dix pointed this out yesterday, the way our Constitution is written, Ottawa has the superior room to move on taxation. And so the federal government has access to more money, all other things being equal. And, again, I don't think the federal government is going to start writing blank checks on this kind of thing. They would much sooner announce something new like dental care or pharma care where they control the construction of the national program then as i said simply you know british Mm -hmm. columbia's ask is about four billion dollars giving british columbia four billion dollars no strings attached when bc won't announce targets for its family doctor program that's just not on
0: Mm. all right vaughn thank you
1: bye bye